Welcome to Inside the Senior Alliance, a podcast exploring resources and issues in the field of aging. I'm Emma Case, Planning and Advocacy Specialist at the Senior Alliance, the Area Agency on Aging, serving Western and Southern Wayne County. Joining me today is Chelsea Rhodes, Public Policy and Advocacy Coordinator at Generations United. Chelsea, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Emma. Thank you so much for having me. Chelsea, can you tell me what Generations United is? Yeah, of course. So Generations United is a national nonprofit based out of Washington, D.C., and our mission is to improve the lives of children, youth, and older adults through intergenerational collaboration, public policies, and programs for the benefit of all. One of Generations United's goals is to connect generations instead of separating and isolating them. To reach this goal, you focus on grandfamilies and kinship families. Can you tell me what that means? Yes, of course. As I mentioned before, Our mission is to improve the lives of children, youth, and older adults through intergenerational collaboration. And one of the intergenerational issues that continued to resurface was in need of leadership was grandfamilies and kinship families. So we formed the National Center on Grandfamilies in the late 1990s to advocate for and provide technical assistance related to issues involving grandfamilies and better supporting them. And so we use the term grandfamilies and kinship families interchangeably to mean families where kin such as grandparents, great-grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, siblings, and other family members or family friends have a relationship with the child who are raising the children with no parents in the home. And these families can either be inside or outside of the foster care system. And in fact, it's for every one child being raised by kin in foster care, there's 18 being raised by kin outside of foster care. So we focus on both populations of these families. Your website states that 8 million children live in a household headed by grandparents. What are the needs of these families? Yes, so based on the data, there are about 8 million children who live in a household headed by grandparents and about 2.5 million children who live in relative-headed households without their parents present. So there's, there's many needs for these families, and it can be very hard to get support, particularly for the families I mentioned that are outside of the foster care system. These needs include financial assistance to be able to afford to raise a child or children who at most times they were not expecting to raise, food and nutrition supports, housing, medical and access to health insurance, and mental health supports to support the children and caregivers' basic needs during what's often the hardest times of their lives. And despite these challenges, children overwhelmingly thrive in the care of relatives compared to children in non-relative foster care. They have increased stability. They're more likely to achieve permanency through guardianship or adoption, report more feelings of belonging and acceptance, greater preservation of cultural identity and community connections, and better behavioral and mental health outcomes. So despite the many challenges, we often like to say you can age out of a system, but you can't age out of a family. Because when you're raised in a grand family, you're more likely to have these supports and better outcomes even after you turn 18, which is really important. What type of advocacy work do you do at Generations United? So for grandfamilies, firstly, I just want to mention that our advocacy work for grandparents and other relatives raising children is largely led by individuals with lived expertise. So people caring for relative children or people who are raised by grandparents or other relatives. And this includes our our Grand Voices network of over 80 grandparent and other relative or grandfamily caregivers from 47 states and 12 tribes. So we really try to focus our advocacy work on what they say that they need and hear from the families directly. And so we advocate with them and on their behalf to help improve the policies that help the families receive services, supports, and the information they need 
to thrive. And a few things that we're currently advocating Congress for include support for kinship navigator programs, which are programs that help connect um, the families to critical supports and services, increased access to temporary assistance for needy families, for grand families, which is also known as TANF. Although many people see this support as something more for traditional families, TANF is often the only source of support, financial support for the families, and particularly those outside of the foster care system. And then we also advocate for more investment in peer-to-peer support programs and services for caregivers and youth and grand families. What current bills and policies do you follow? We're currently following a variety of bills. One would be the recently reintroduced Grand Family Housing Act. This bill would provide support to nonprofits and housing developers to retrofit and upkeep Grand Family Housing developments to reflect the needs of grandparents and other relatives raising children. We're also following the reauthorization of the Title IV-B of the Social Security Act. This is a flexible funding source to child welfare agencies that provide supports to families, including kinship caregivers and youth and grandfamilies. We're also following the reauthorization of the Farm Bill, which authorizes the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, also known as SNAP or food stamps. Um, and other critical nutrition benefits. And then lastly, we're following the reauthorization of the Older Americans Act right now, which is due to be reauthorized next year in 2024 and includes many intergenerational opportunities and provisions and some supports for grandfamily caregivers. If any grandparents, kinship families, and caregivers or advocates are listening, what can they do to support and advocate for kinship caregiving? Well, firstly, if you're not very familiar with grand families or kinship families, I really encourage you to educate yourself on the strengths of kinship families and how we can better support them. We have a variety of resources on our website at gu.org, including a yearly state of grand families report. This is a report that we publish every year, really uplift some of the issues that are happening around grand families or kinship families. Our most recent state of grand families report focused on food and nutrition supports in this year's, which is planned to be released in early November, will focus on mental health supports. And then I also encourage you to learn more about local organizations and programs that may already exist in your area. We have these resources called Grand Fact Sheets for every state, D.C., territories, and Native American tribes that you can check out to find out the most recent data on grand families in your specific state or territory and what programs are available to the families. And so if you're an advocate, you can contact your local programs to ask about volunteer opportunities and other ways that you can support them. And then related to federal advocacy, we really encourage you, especially the grand family and kinship families listening, to reach out to your Congress people to really inform them about the issues and challenges that are facing grand families and about the need to better support them in their districts and in their states. What can our listeners and other organizations do to incorporate more generational connection? I think the most important thing to know about an intergenerational connections in programming is that it's really important to make it intentional. And if you're an organization, you can make intergenerational programs and connections really as part of your model as an organization and as part of someone's job description to help emphasize the importance of these connections and really be intentional about it. And then if you're an individual, It's also about being intentional. So it's important to be reaching out to individuals of different ages and backgrounds, either at your workplace or any organizations that you're involved in. And I also encourage you to reach out in your communities, as I mentioned before, for volunteer opportunities within our generational programming. 
If grand families or caregivers need support or are new to caregiving, where can they go? Well, as I mentioned before, we have grand fact sheets for every state and several tribes and territories, which include a list of local programs that can help support grand family and kinship caregivers. And so I would encourage you to find your state fact sheet to identify local programs that may be helpful for you, whether that's a kinship navigator program or an organization that you can go to for legal assistance. As I mentioned, most states have kinship navigator programs, which can help connect you to these services that you need. And some area agencies on aging provide services to grand family caregivers, most often through the National Family Caregiver Support Program. So I'd encourage you to reach out to kinship navigators and area agencies on aging to see what kind of resources are available to you. Chelsea, thank you for joining me on this episode. Thank you so much for having me. If you have questions about our services or programs that Senior Alliance offers, you can call us at 734-722-2830 or email us at info at Information about our agency or the programs and services we offer can be found on our website at www.theseniorallianceorg On Facebook, we can be located by searching The Senior Alliance. Finally, our Twitter handle is at AAA1C. I'm Emma Case. Thank you for listening to this episode of Inside the Senior Alliance. Inside the Senior Alliance is a production of the Senior Alliance and Blazing Kiss Media.